Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill, joined with Steve Peters and what we thought was going to be pack therapy, but it is not. <laughs> and I am shocked. <laughs> I'm just literally speechless because you go into Colorado on their winning streak that everybody in the league knows about their winning streak. The Coyotes went in there and surprised them two weeks ago at the ball arena, right? Like that was a surprise, took them to a shootout and you're going, okay, the abs are going to be ready tonight. That There's no way that can happen again. And it happened again. They they are sitting in their locker room right now, ending a 10-game winning streak and a 19-game home winning streak. They've only lost two games in regulation at home all season. They're sitting in the locker room right now, just lost to the Arizona Coyotes and <laughs> the streak buster, Scott Wedgwood. That's unbelievable. The, the buster of all streaks, whether it be a Coyotes streak or another team, that's just what Scott Wedgwood does. And maybe Coach Turinian knew that. And that was why he chose the goalie maybe. order that he did for this weekend. Maybe, maybe that was it. I, I want to say what happened. Maybe it's the altitude, but that's not how it works. It's the other way around. <laughs> like, I don't get it. And they, you watch this game, and I, I think the first 10 minutes, maybe the first 15, I think the Coyotes just put them to sleep. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Strategy. I think the strategy was the, the longer we go without letting them know they are in a hockey game, the better. That first 15 minutes of hockey was horrific. It was so slow, but that's what you want to do. Shockingly slow, but that's how you. But it was funny because all the Colorado Avalanche people on Twitter were like, "Oh my god, this is painful." I was just like, "Welcome to watching the Coyotes (laughs) Coyotes. every single night. Very few shots on goal." (laughs) But if that's how you want to win a game, that's how you win a game, and especially on the road. Like just just keep that team from getting an offensive opportunity. I want you better get your. We got a super chat already. Super chat from Ruler Fourteen Wedgwood to the Devils for a pick. Let us have this for yeah, one just, minute, Ruler. Just hang, let's just hang on to Wedgie for a second. He's got half the wins this year. So just hang on. But but here's what happened. I just It's funny because we talk about our, our sister station at DNVR all the time. And I went over on their show and I was doing a live watch of the game. And the third period started and they had a few chances. And I said, this is the kind of game where you don't score. You start holding the stick a little tighter. And the Coyotes are going to sneak one in late. And we're going to be right back where we were two weeks ago. And they said, no, 
no, it's not going to happen. And they said, do you just wait? And the 10 minute mark, they hadn't scored. I go, okay, now they're really going to start to press and it's going to get more difficult. And you're just looking for a lucky bounce. Taves missed the post or hits the post, miss, misses that breakaway and a really bad change by the Coyotes, by the way, really bad change that late in the game. Can't make mistakes like that. And that's exactly what happened. You pull the goalie, you get a puck bounces. It is a great rebound puck bounces and it's in the net. And then all of a sudden, you're going to overtime with the Arizona Coyotes. Um, Monsieur Stalin with a super chat. I told you, Petey, while you were fraternizing with the enemy, the abs are a disaster on ice, a losing proposition, a washed up team. He always actually with did the po- say that. Always with the positive takes, Monsieur Stalin. Thank <laughs> he, he you. Did, he did say that in the DNVR chat to a team that They're is not, in first place. DNVR is our friend, the avalanche are our enemy. How about that? Yeah, and they were they are <laughs> a team that also is is in first place in the central by six points. So I think they're going to be just fine. I think yeah. they'll be fine. Um, well, definitely not how I don't think either of us saw this game going, but let's um, break it down by the numbers. Um, the Colorado Avalanche, in the end, after that slow first period where there were only 16 total shots between the two teams, ended uh, shots 40 to 24 Colorado, and that's, of course, with an added overtime five minutes. So a little bit more there to the Coyotes. 24 shots once again uh, being outshot almost two to one um no power play goals by either team coyotes again taking too many penalties the first period alone there were six total penalties three for each team um so just again can't be doing that but didn't really swing the game one way or another in fact colorado i feel like had multiple scoring chances shorthanded i was almost more nervous when the coyotes were on the power play yeah it's almost um, the more but... i served them better and it it is funny you look at the shots all the way through into overtime and colorado has f- four shots in the overtime and the coyotes are the ones with the power play in overtime so you had a couple of odd man rushes in overtime for a team that's on the penalty kill it, it look the coyotes their power play has they, they're going to have to score at some point. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't feel like they were snapping the puck around as well as they had in games prior. The one thing that I thought was almost a bright spot in the overtime was Jacob Chikrin. Almost. He had two shots. He lined up his one-timer from right at the top of the circle. They fed him great, and he misses the net twice. And, and unfortunately, the second one, they, it, it helps start the breakout for the avalanche, and it goes the other way. you got to hit the net in those situations. And as a player like that, I know he's trying to pick corners. I know he's trying to get it in top shelf. I get it. But you got to hit the net in overtime with your one-timer because that's that's how they scored the goal. He's the one that creates the goal that takes the game to overtime. It's just a little wrister. You just yeah, got to get which it there. I, which I'm happy to see him getting in the play and being on the score sheet, actually. It just feels like... That hasn't happened that much this season, obviously. But so it's just great to, that he was part of the play that even sent this game to overtime. And once the team, once the Coyotes were in overtime, I was so happy to be there. I, like I just was okay. They're gonna lose this because, of course. So for them to get a win is just the icing on the cake. But I was just already thrilled, and I was thinking about it too. You know, we don't want this team to win too much. That win against New Jersey felt a little wrong. But winning against teams like the Colorado Avalanche and teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs, like those are the games that it's fun to watch the Coyotes yeah. win. 
and then it's okay. Then you feel okay on tank season, and we'll get more into the tank season in a little bit. But when you you talk a couple things there, Chikrin, I thought he 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 had he played more with confidence, especially the second half of the game. He got physically more engaged. Um, he almost got a little shoving match around the net. He got his shots on goal. He gets the the assist on the on the game tying goal. Maybe we keep saying this. Maybe this is the springboard for him to get some confidence and get some consistency in his game. Unfortunately, it's coming right before they they take a six day break. So we'll see how this team does tomorrow and see if Jake Chikrin can continue that. But you talk about a team. I don't know at any point in this game. I know the shots ended up forty to twenty four. But did you feel again? We always try to say, did it feel like the Colorado Avalanche dominated this game? And I I, I didn't only think so in the spurts. First. spurts. Only in spurts. Their power play in the first, I thought they had a five on three. They had some really good yep. scoring chances, and that's where the shots became a little more lopsided in the first. But again, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, Wedgwood was 46 save shutout like we've seen out of Amelka that held a minute. The Coyotes actually... No, but there was one stretch, and I forget if it was the first or the second, where it was just like, Makar, Rantanen, Wedgwood, stop. Like It was just constantly Wedgwood, well, that was, Yeah, Wedgwood. that was the last five minutes of the first. And that's yeah. where it tilted a little bit. And you even oh. saw in the, in the first 10 minutes of the third, the ice was tilted um, towards the Coyotes' net for the first 10 minutes. But but again, you had the post, they have a few missed nets, but there weren't those big flurries of, oh my goodness, how are they staying in this game? On the same note, they weren't getting a lot of scoring chances the other way either. I, I'd like to see what the scoring chances ended up in this game because they weren't they weren't very high for either team, to be honest. Um, this is how the Coyotes need to play on the road against one of the best teams in the ho- in hockey. So, so good on them. They played, they they dumped the puck in. They kept the puck in the in the opposing end as long as they could. They defended better. I mean, the first goal against. I wish they would defend better than that, but they defended better against a really good team, and they come home with two points. The big issue now is how the hell are they going to get home? Snowstorm in Denver. And if you saw the. <laughs> The, the clips, there's snow. It's the worst, and anybody that's listening that's been to the Denver airport wants to know why they put the airport there, so do I. But it is the worst trip from a hockey arena to an airport in the National Hockey League along with Washington and Edmonton. So it's a 45-minute drive in the snow on the freeway. So it's going to take them over an hour. Calgary, who played tonight in Dallas, their game was over. They were on a plane headed towards Arizona before this game even got over. So I think if we want to see who gets to bed quicker tonight, I say Calgary Flames are in bed at their hotel before the Coyotes are home in bed in Arizona. So they have they have the early lead tomorrow right now because they'll get to bed first. Well, thank you for bringing in that positive um, outlook. <laughs> there you go. We just get a big win against one of the best teams in the league. And I'm talking You're about. like, oh, but oh, tomorrow, but tomorrow, here is yeah. the disadvantage. Wah, wah, Come Donna. on, PD. This is only our 11th win post-game yeah. show. Are they going to get the so, 48 points? Are they going to do we it? Need, we, need, we need this morale boost. Um, you know, I know you said that it didn't feel like there was too big of a flurry, but Regardless, Colorado still had 40 shots on goal, and Scott Wedgwood saved 38 of those. And that is why Scott Wedgwood is our draft king's king of the game. Let's see it. There it is. 38 save, 0.95 save percentage. That's incredible numbers. And, of course, a win. Um, So, Wedgie coming through for the Coyotes tonight. Thoughts? 
No, I, I thought he played a really strong game, and he talked to you know Craig. will talk about some pregame comments that that he made um, to Craig. So I'll let Craig have those. I, I thought he was solid. I thought he made the saves he needed to save. He got lucky off the post, and he walks away with two points. And it's something you've seen in his in his tenure here of the Coyotes. He seems to be able to put it together for these big teams. So um, now can the team do it back-to-back, which they've struggled doing, especially off the start. Um, this is a good team win. It, it really is. Um, in a seven-game series, not so good. Craig's but calls already. Already, oh, that's what Craig's happens when we're at home. <laughs> in Denver, they're trying to get out of there early, Petey. Yeah, I know. We were just talking about the snowstorm we there. Well, I we was, talked about. I was saying uh, all the positive things, and Petey was like, "Well." It's going to take forever to get out in the snow and Calgary's going to yeah. be in Arizona. Calgary's going to be a bed first. Are. I was like, let's just enjoy this win yeah, for one second. Craig could talk about this because Craig's been on that bus many, many, many times from the old Pepsi Center out to the or the new ball arena. I mean, that is a miserable ride. It There's is three like, in the league, Washington, Edmonton, and Colorado. And this yeah. sucks. It's, it, it, it's probably the farthest airport, right, in the entire NHL from mm-hmm. the arena. I can't think of one that takes more time to get to than that one. Washington and Edmonton are a close second and third, but but Colorado wins. It's a misery, and now we throw in the snow. So, wah, wah. so Craig, I, I, we talked before, right before you came on, we were talking about Scott Wedgwood, and you had some comments from Wedgie um, prior to the game on, on you know what he was finding about his game, and he put it together. But I, I thought you might be able to talk about him and his game tonight. Yeah, uh, it just uh, he was he was composed tonight, PD. He was he talked about just just feeling confident tonight. Um, but it, it's obviously it's just a, a really tough situation to get thrown into, and it wasn't like they limited his workload. He had a significant workload tonight. Um, I I thought they did do a pretty good job at times of of keeping the abs to the outside, but he had to work. He had to make some really quality saves tonight. But he was just like I said, he was quiet in net tonight. A lot of pucks were just hitting him tonight. I noticed that. He, he, I don't know that his rebound control was great tonight, but he made the saves and 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 his defense was there to clear a lot of those rebounds away. So he gets a huge win. I asked him where this ranks among his regular season wins, knocking off a team that's on a, an 18 game home winning streak. And as a cup contender, he, he was like, well, I, I don't have many of these regular season wins. So it's probably pretty <laughs> high up on the list. Classic yeah. wedge response. No, it's true. It's all he does is all he does is break streaks. And I thought he was, just like you said, I thought he was solid. But I did think when you look at the score sheet and you see 40 shots, it didn't feel like 40 shots. It didn't feel like we've seen the 46 Vimelka save nights. And that felt like 46 saves. Tonight, it was a quiet 40. And I think because they came in bunches, they came off those power plays early. They came in the first 10 minutes of the third. They came in those bunches where they're getting a lot. I thought he was steady. I thought he made the saves he needed to make. Um, But you never felt like this was like the avalanche should have been walking away with this game. I never felt that anyway. I thought it was a much more even contest than maybe the shots on goals showed. A couple of other nice storylines in this game. Um, nice to see Alex Galchenyuk be able yeah. to contribute. It's, you know, just he's, say he's that. Quiet, quietly putting his head down and working. He came here on a PTO. He probably could have re-signed in Toronto, but he wanted to be in Arizona where his house was. He loves being here. And it really hasn't gone the way he envisioned. He's been a healthy scratch. It's been a rough season. So even if it's just one game to uh, contribute the way he did tonight, both in regulation and in the shootout, that's nice to see. And then Lawson Krause, wow. 
I thought he had another terrific game. Lawson Krause, who will not be traded, as we've said before. The Coyotes are going to hang on to him. He just keeps coming and impacting the game in multiple ways. Definitely. I see a lot of comments, too, when we um, chose Wedgwood as the king of the game, saying, well, Galchenyuk had to be a close second, right? Yes, because he had the goal in the game. He also had the shootout goal, which doesn't officially go on any um, score sheet, but still made a huge difference in this game. So like you said, Craig, he really has struggled this season. It was his first goal of the season, his first um, goal as a Coyote since April of 2019. Um, So great to see him have success tonight. Well, you put him between Keller and Schmaltz, and, and I think that's where his confidence starts to build right away. You can look at the, the lineup sheet and go, okay, I'm playing with better players, so I'm going to have a better night. I think that helps your confidence. And he's a guy, once you start to do good things, more good things are going to happen. I'm really happy for him because I think when he came here, and we talked about it in the summer, that we thought he'd be a guy that would be able to contribute to the offensive side of the puck for this team. We knew he couldn't he couldn't maybe be as strong in the defensive zone, but, but that – didn't matter for this team. They just need somebody to help provide offense, and it just didn't happen for them. So maybe, like we've talked about, Chickren gaining confidence. Maybe this is a point in the season where Galchenyuk gains a little bit of confidence, and he can start to get a little bit more involved in the offensive side of the puck than he has so far. Because, as Craig said, he's a good guy, he's a good teammate, and you'd like to see him have some success here. Got a chance on the top line tonight, so maybe, like you said, maybe he'll get more of those opportunities because... He, uh, he, he rewarded the coach for that trust tonight. Exactly. Um, Christian said, Craig, did you hear anything about Krause's injury in overtime? I did not, actually. We, we haven't heard anything yet. Um, I did hear, however, that Christian Fisher may have a new nickname for Scott Wedgwood, although it seems to be in flux. Wedgwood was saying something about it as he arrived at the mic, uh, saying that Christian Fisher, I don't even know what this means, actually, like, Toilet paper talk of the day or toilet paper. Oh, did you watch the on the Arizona Coyotes Instagram? Christian Fisher does his little like he goes around the locker room with his tiny mic and asks the players random questions. So I think it was yesterday he asked everyone, do you put the toilet paper roll over or under? And that's probably what that came from, because Wedgwood was part of that. So he's he's either going with uh, hedgehog, wedgehog or. After the win, um, win hog. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going to stick yet. Well, maybe we'll do a poll and see uh, what the nickname for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think oh the Colorado Avalanche, or I said this too, Craig, I think they're sitting in the locker room right now shaking their heads going, what the hell just happened? Like to, to the to the Arizona Coyotes. And you look at their streak, and we talked about their streak, and I think we even have numbers on the streak, don't we, Leah? Yes, we do. Let's pull it up. Um, Sean made this graphic, and literally – we thought it was going to be 19, so no, not 19. Colorado had won 18 straight home games before the Coyotes came and spoiled that. And here you can see all of the teams that they beat in that 18-game uh, streak window. 88 goals for On January 14th, they took them to the shootout twice in Denver. <laughs> in Denver. Insane. You look at that thing. You've got Buffalo. You've got Arizona three times. You got Chicago twice. You got Montreal in there. It, this team is a team that plays better against better teams, and, and it's going to be interesting to see the second half when they get those battles with Vegas and Minnesota, and, and can they rise to the occasion? Because I tell you what, you look at this schedule, and it's four three versus Seattle. It's you know you, you took the Coyotes to a shootout twice. You get 
call um, Montreal to overtime. Like these are games you need to win. And this team should not be taking these teams to overtime. They shouldn't, they're a better team. They're a team that's in the favored to win the Western conference. So this last half is going to be interesting. And I tell you, if not for Darcy Kemper over the last 10 games, they are not talking about a 10 game winning streak. They're just not. He's been lights out for this team. He's making the big saves at the right time. He's been a big difference maker for them. They're going to need him the second half and clearly in playoffs, but this team has to start putting, and I want to say putting wins together because that's just an idiotic comment after a team won 19 straight, but they're going to have to beat teams that they're supposed to beat. They just have to, they can't take the Coyotes to just shoot out twice. It'll be interesting to see because Bednar has got this long-term contract, but if they don't advance farther in the playoffs, what happens to Bednar and the coaching staff? It'll be interesting. PD, yeah, what, go ahead. Later. Oh, what, what were AJ and Rudo's reactions on the live watch when the Coyotes won that game? Yeah, they, they were, you know, because they didn't believe me. I kept saying in the third period went on, I said, this is exactly how you beat the Colorado Avalanche. You just hang on, you hang on, and you get a lucky bounce, and they're going to win this game. So we started talking about it in the third period. They said, no way. This this is what they do all the time. They're going to win this handily by the end. No, and then the last one, well, well, they're going to win it in overtime. Well, they'll win it in the shootout. Yeah, I think they were mildly stunned that this game <laughs> finished the way it finished. And to be honest, when you put this on a watch party, the, the Colorado Avalanche and Arizona Coyotes, you, you think this is going to be another W in their call. It was, so it was going to be not a matter of how, the Coyotes losing. It was by how much. Like that's literally the attitude I had going into this game. Yeah, I think there was a lot of that too. And, and I thought, and I said this yesterday, is I thought the Colorado Avalanche were not going to be snuck up on by the Coyotes like they were two weeks ago. I thought, okay, these guys took us to a shootout. We're not going to let that happen again. Let's put our foot. But that's on the, the reaction right they had the next night when they played the Coyotes right. in that back to back, and they pumped them five nothing. So, yeah. I, I was just surprised. I, I thought there would be more of a push, and I just don't know. Again, I just didn't feel like there was ever that big offensive push by that team. And I know McKinnon's out of the lineup, and I know that it makes a huge difference in their offense. Um, but you didn't see it from there. I mean, Kadri didn't have the big – he gets the goal, but he, there were never sustained moments of pressure other than the power play. And Kadri had two penalties in the first period. So, bummer for him. Um, Craig, did you have something to add before? No, we... he's just laughing at the comments because we're talking yeah, IPA. wants us to get to the IPA discussion. Here. We'll so get there, Jack. Don't worry. <laughs> no, that's we'll what the viewers there. are tuned in for. The hell with the Coyotes. Also, so another another thing that the Coyotes, another stat that the Coyotes infiltrated against the Abs was the Avalanche were 25-0-2 when scoring first this season. And now... 25-0-3. Sorry. <laughs> that was a crazy stat. Like, once that happened, too, it was like, oh, you know, here comes the second period implosion or the third period implosion. It just didn't happen. So, um, great to see that. And, wow, despite this avalanche loss, they are still favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook app to win it all. Um, so, if you feel confident in the abs, you can head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and bet on Team Futures, among other things. Um, but if you don't want to bet on hockey, you can bet on football. And the Super Bowl is almost here and counting down to Super Bowl 56. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. You can get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Um, you can, if you're not a new customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same game parlays, combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. 
Um, so a lot of options there for you on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Just be sure to use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Clayton Keller tonight um, extended his – well, first of all, he extended – he's now on a five-game point streak, I think. He has 32 points in his last 35 games. He already surpassed his point total from last season altogether, which, yes, it was a shortened season, but at this current point, it's yeah. less game – fewer games than all of last season. Um, and – He's he's the Coyotes NHL All-Star and he's just been having an All-Star season. There it is. 34 games, 13 goals, 19 assists since November 1st for Clayton Keller. He's uh yeah, it, he's on track for uh career highs, uh, which is saying something cuz he uh he had 65 points in his rookie season. So and we've talked about this a lot. He's just playing a more complete game in all phases of the game. And he's consistently producing. One of the biggest things that Rick Tockett had talked about as his coach, BD, you know this, is consistency. He could have streaks. He, he, he could have those stretches where he looked like that dominant player, but then he'd disappear for a, for a number of games where he just wasn't making an impact on the game. Well, he's been making a, an impact on the game for three straight months now. This is the Clayton Keller that they hope to see, and it's it's cool to see him on this sort of run as he heads into the All-Star game. Yeah, and you look at his compete level, too, has changed. I mean, Clayton Keller was always a guy that when the puck was on his stick, that's when he was at his best, and you go, he can do great things with the puck. It was when he didn't have the puck that he would kind of disappear in the periphery. This year, when he doesn't have the puck, he's becoming a factor. Like today, he sent, he hunted down Sam Gerrard, and he pushed him around the neutral zone, and I know Sam Gerrard's not a big player. The point was that he kept his feet moving, got his stick engaged, and he creates a turnover. Like Those are things, and it's just a little detail of the game, but those are things Clayton Keller did not do a year ago. He did not back check like that. He did not get involved in the defensive zone like that. He didn't chase pucks like that. So when you talk about a more complete player, player it's very evident in his effort through a 60-minute game, and, and it's showing on the score sheet for him. And, and, and I think he's deserved for this team to be uh, headed to the All-Star game right now, and he might be the only player on this team that gets to 20 goals this season. Absolutely. It's Oh, Craig, you're <laughs> – I'm on an in-depth story on Clayton uh, right now. Uh, actually, one that I'm I'm really excited to write because it's it's one of those stories where as you start to dive into the details, just if you love storytelling, this is the kind of story that you love to write. Uh, that's going to appear on Friday uh, ahead of the All Star Game. So, looking forward to that one. Um, again, uh, I'll be up there in Vegas to to cover the All Star Game, to watch him in in the accuracy competition as well as the All Star Game, and then to take in some of those other crazy events that are occurring in Vegas. So it, it'll be a fun time up there and it'll be good to see a bunch of the other players and see a bunch of colleagues up there. Yeah. And we will be doing a live remote show with Craig in Vegas this Saturday. So stay tuned for that. We'll give you the exact time later in the week. And Craig, you also had a chance to talk to someone today who yeah. Coyotes fans might know um, and should be interested in given the Coyotes opponent tomorrow tell everyone what who you talked to today and what you wrote about 
Yeah, I, I caught up with uh, Calgary GM Brad Tree Living, um, who, of course, used to be the assistant general manager for the Coyotes under Don Maloney during those years when the Coyotes had that, that the three straight seasons go into the playoffs and the 2012 run to the Western Conference final. Petey knows this. Brad's just a really personable guy, uh, a really funny guy. He's great with media. Just enjoy talking to him all the time. So I had a chance to catch up with him for a Q&A that'll appear tomorrow just to talk about you know, what he's learned in eight years on the job in Calgary, um, reminisce on his time in Arizona, talk a little bit about being reunited with Don Maloney up there, who's now, you know, working as a senior executive with the Flames. And we'll touch on some other subjects as well. But uh, yeah, it was it was nice to catch up with Brad again. And that's a team that's going to be interesting because, you know, they they started off really hot. And right now their biggest problem is they have so many games in hand. Yeah. to the teams above them in the Pacific division standings, you look like they're only percentage points behind Vegas for the lead of the Pacific, but yet they're in, in fourth place in the Pacific just because they're behind so many games. Um, it's a good hockey team. And one thing they're getting that they haven't been able to put together the last few years is good goaltending. Um, yeah. And we've talked about how important that is for a team and Calgary's getting it right now. Their team that plays tough, they're tougher on opponents net. This is going to be a tough game to play on a back-to-back to play against the Calgary Flames. It's, um, they're going to have their hands full. It's going to be interesting because both Calgary and Arizona, and I know we talked about the logistics of the travel, but they're both coming off a of back-to-back and they're both coming off of huge wins. The Coyotes, of course, winning in the shootout and Calgary had a huge come from behind win in Dallas. So, you know, they're both going to carry that momentum, that energy. So it'll just be really interesting to see kind of, you, you always say PD coming off a of back-to-back. It's all about the first 10 minutes. So it'll just be interesting to see who's the better team in those first 10 minutes. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you, you know everybody's got to travel and they all have to play the same game. I get it, but it's it, this is a big win for the Coyotes in, in, in Calgary. It is, and they're gonna they're in good spirits, and they're gonna have to come back and do it again less than twenty four hours later against a team that's hungry for wins. And the other interesting thing is both teams are going on a break after. And so it's kind of like that spring break feeling or the last day of school feeling. And it's harder to do that when you're at home. When you're on the road, it's more of a routine. You're in the hotel and it's more thoughts go into the game. When you're at home, it's you might have relatives in already that are here for the all-star break. Or you might be getting ready with your wife and kids to take a trip um, the first thing the next day. So you, there's more distractions at home and those Getaway games are one of those fear times when you're at home that you got to try to keep that team focused. So you're right, Leah. When you said the first 10 minutes, that's going to be a big indicator on, on can they get focused and find their legs in that first 10 minutes tomorrow. You know where Brad's going on his break? I would guess here. He's staying in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not going back to Calgary. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. No, he's, when you say you talked to Brad, like, he said, what Frank, good- it's amazing how many degrees you add as you go south. So, yeah, he's going to stick around for a while. That's, that, you're right about what they're dealing with. Uh, I mean, they have they lost 10 games. They had 10 games postponed that they have to make up. So their schedule is going to get crazy. But if you look at their their uh, their uh, record right now, I think they played the second or first amount of road games. So they have a ton of home games coming up. And as you mentioned, they have the second best points percentage in the division right now. That could really work in their favor. Again, it's going to be a condensed schedule, so you can be tired, and that'll be a factor, but they get a lot of games at home. Calgary's an interesting team to watch, and I we we talked about this at the start of the season. Is this a, a key season for, for Brad, you know, because the Flames haven't achieved the sort of success that they wanted, but if they can make a run here, maybe that changes everything. 
Yeah, and he knew it too. Like it, with the coaching changes they made last last year, um, they needed to improve and they needed to make the playoffs this season. And you looked at it, Edmonton; it was a team that most had figured at first or second in the Pacific. And right now, they're 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 struggling outside of the playoffs. Um, Edmonton's going to be a team. They have even games. Calgary's got a three point lead on Edmonton right now. Those two teams, the Battle of Alberta, it might not just be a battle for the the province. It may be a battle to see who gets into the playoffs this year. So it's very important. Calgary needs these points tomorrow. Um, so look for, look for them to come out quick and hungry before before they go off on their All Star break. Yeah, and if you want to read that story, when is it being posted, Craig? Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow morning. So if you want to uh, read that story, the Q&A with Brad Tree Living, and also just the story that uh, Craig mentioned about Clayton Keller coming later in the week and just all the coverage, um, become a member at gophnx.com. It's just under $60 for a year. You get a shirt when you sign up. Um, members also get um, discounts on merchandise weekly. Um, the members-only Discord is out there. So just join the family. There's so much benefit to becoming a member. Um, a lot of amazing stuff happening this week at PHNX. First of all, um, Shane and Saul are in Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Um, there's coverage every day on PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. So if you're interested in football and future prospects, check that out. Tomorrow on the PHNX Sun Devils show, ASU basketball coach Bobby Hurley is going to be a guest at 11 a.m. here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. So be sure to tune into that. So if you're an Arizona sports fan, there's something for everyone. Um, you know, the Coyotes only have 11 wins this season, but there's plenty more to fill your cup as an Arizona sports fan um, here at PHNX. So be sure to check that out. Another thing tonight, it was GM Bill Armstrong's 100th game as the Coyotes general manager. Already. Wow. Wow, that really? A hundred nope. games already? Oh, that is fast. Insane. Um, it'll be interesting. And it was funny, like right when we started, all the comments in the beginning were about <laughs> Bill Armstrong. And people were saying, Have you ever seen Bill Armstrong and Jesus in the same room? <laughs> I love the overreaction from everyone, but um just just funny to see. But yeah, but they should enjoy it. This is a big win against a good team that didn't dominate them. That they needed a goalie to bail them out. Although Wedgie played well, this this is a good road win for this team. I mean, this mm-hmm. is two big points um, against a really good hockey team that was for the most part healthy. Um, so yeah, they they should be on the bus and the plane, and they should enjoy this two points. And and I, I think it was a I won't say it was a fun game to watch that first fifteen. That was mildly painful, but. The last half of the game, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was exciting. You pull the goalie and they had shots and chances. It was great. great it's, the enjoy, it's the enjoyable games that you have to savor in this. Exactly. During the tank watch. Yeah. During the tank and, watch. And speaking of tank watch, so Seattle lost tonight, Ottawa lost tonight, and Buffalo, last I checked, was losing 4-1, I think. So So the Coyotes maybe didn't do themselves any favors in the standings that way. But once again... You can't lose every game. You got to have some moral victories. So, and Craig, before you got here, I was saying to Petey, the wins, the 2 1 wins, or the 3 2 wins against teams like Colorado and Toronto, like those are the wins that I enjoy watching rather than like a 4 1 win over New Jersey. Yeah. You know, you want you want to spoil you want to spoil it for the the really good teams at least. It's that's not how an I 18 game streak, right? That's that's unbelievable. That is, no, yeah. Like the Coyotes as the team. To break no. the and home. and not only an 18 game 
home streak, but it's just a 10 game winning streak in general. <laughs> so unreal, man. PD, where's your puzzle? I, know. I just saw it again. I forgot the puzzle again. Tomorrow against the Calgary Flames. Although it's going to be a late start tomorrow. 7.30. Thanks for reminding me. I'm going to have to wear pajamas for that one. I wonder if that'd be okay. (laughs) You mean you don't wear pajamas on the bottom every time? Yeah, I guess. At home? Can't do that. So. (laughs) Yeah, Craig can't do that. Maybe you are, Craig. Maybe you got the shirt and tie on the top and the jammies. They should have jammy night at at the arena. That would be We (laughs) could just one time do pajama night in the studio because why not? We can do whatever. Why not? One of those 8 o'clock Pacific starts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what else? Jammy night. You know what else is happening is. next time we're in the studio? Yes. The the, the people have chosen the Wait, IPA. The jammies in the studio? No. <laughs> no. Craig, Craig, Craig. You can't dodge this, Craig. It's happening. <laughs> no, not the pajamas. Thing, not the Craig. pajamas. We're talking about the IPA. She's talking about the IPA. Oh, I, oh, I thought we were out of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave at any time. Craig. People have spoken. You will be enjoying the San Tan, what is it, the Galactic. Come on, you gotta you didn't even get this. You didn't even hear this. You didn't even you didn't even put time into it. Wow. <laughs> no, the people the people voted. You guys just want to see me suffer. You don't we really do. Doing you just want to see me drink an IPA. I'm just and... glad it's a good local beer. So I'm, I'm is it a good local beer, PD? Well, I mean, it's a beer? local beer. I haven't had that one. No, I've had Santan. The yeah, I've had Santan brewery. brewing before. It's Santan Moon Juice Galactic, is what there it's it called. is. Yep. Wow. And I'll be choking it down. Uh, what if it's good? There were four four hundred and eleven people voted, and that can was thirty two percent of the vote. Leah, can can we also have story time before that? Can we can we read? Green eggs and ham before it. Before I, like green eggs and ham. I do not like wouldn't... green eggs and ham, but have you tied them happening? on a plane? Have you tied them on a train? Like Craig may, I might like green uh, eggs and ham. Are you going Maybe to, will. you should pity. Maybe should, he'll like green eggs and ham. Please write a poem, like a rhyming poem about Craig. For green eggs and ham and an IPA. IPA. Yeah, I will do that. Yes. Are we sure that book hasn't been banned, Petey? Yeah, it might have been bad. Oh God! <laughs> what if Craig? What if you like it? What if you like it on a plane? I and a on lot a train? of IPAs. So, I've, what if this is the one? What if? I will. I'll keep an open mind. Please do. Mind. And a bucket. Sam, next I am. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Sam, I am. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, another thing I wanted, another topic I wanted to get to tonight. Um, there's my street friends. Um, the Athletic today published a story on once again the Coyotes arena situation the potential deal with ASU to play in that arena and in the article um, they said they interviewed league executives and those executives are worried about the that the arena plan would hinder the Coyotes ability to maximize revenue which is of course something that Craig brought up in his own story that that could be an issue down the road Craig, what is your take on this athletic article from today? Uh, really wasn't surprised to hear league executives say that. I'm guessing the league knew that that reaction was coming. I guess the team knew that that reaction was coming. Um, it's a small arena. It's it's 5,000 capacity, and that may be reduced because of the things that you need to do 
to have an NHL game played there. So, of course, revenues are going to be down. Now, they're going to have to figure out what ticket prices look like. They're going to have to raise ticket prices for the scarcity of the product, but they have to find that sweet spot between what's that added price point versus what's going to piss off the fan base to where they're not going to come to pay for what is going to be a team still in rebuild, even though you can argue still get to see quality opponents all the time. It's going to be a tough one for them. And I I wonder how much the league has talked about this because again, I really, I think they knew this was coming. There's no way you're going to move a team into a 5,000 seat arena and think, Oh, everybody will be cool with it. They had to know that there was going to be backlash for this. So what are what steps are they going to take to try and mitigate this? We don't have answers for that yet. I reached out to NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman today, and he said he's not ready to discuss this yet. But I, I'm guessing that they're working on some things. We'll see if those things are satisfactory or not. There are clearly a lot of issues with hockey-related revenue, and it's not just executives. The NHLPA clearly cares about this as well because – the players get a share of the pot. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more. And Craig, we'll follow you along on this. There's a lot more and a lot of details that have to be ironed out before we start, you know, throwing the plans away and saying, oh, this just won't work. Well, just hang on. Like, you don't think that these people, meaning the league, the PA, the people are thinking of these things if it came up in an article they thought of it first like of course this is an issue and of course hockey related revenues is an issue there's going to be a plan whether it's a good plan and everybody likes it is tbd but there will be a plan and Mm -hmm. i think let's just kind of wait there's so many steps to this that have to occur before we can start nitpicking these details let's get it there first let's get it to the border regions first let's get the ball down the field and then we complain about the overtime rules later yeah yeah definitely well we'll be following that story along as things come up in it of course um so follow along with us each on our Twitter is mostly Craig at Craig S. Morgan, but also at PHNX underscore Coyotes War. We will have it all for you. Anything else from this shootout win in just anything you guys want to talk about before? I just think that we should enjoy it while you can, because these are the wins, like you said, whether it's Toronto or it's Colorado, these are the games that you, you hang on to a tank season and you only have 11 wins to this point. Enjoy them when you have them when they're few and far between. And then when you don't win, be okay with it because you got to understand what the plan is at the end of the season. So enjoy it while you can. And let's move on to tomorrow and, and keep our fingers crossed. That you have another good tilt tomorrow. Craig. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you want to go into the all-star break on a, on a high note. Clearly it's not the break that they thought they were going to have. It's not three weeks anymore. No. for the. So they're going to be making up some games, but you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a breaking point in, in players' minds. So, you know, I, I think at the very least, they're looking to finish strong against Calgary as well tomorrow. And, and maybe he can take some solace in this look. This, this isn't going to turn around into anything significant, but you want to see your players continue to be, continue to put forth efforts like they did tonight. That's a sign that yeah. they're still engaged and they haven't just given up like, like another team at the bottom of the standings that doesn't look like it's even trying anymore. So. It's, yeah, but weren't we worried about this, Craig, when we were 18 games in? Weren't we saying this was going to be another 60 games of this? And yeah. we were wrong. Yeah. 
I mean, because this has been, there have been moments of competitive hockey, good hockey and bright spots for individuals yeah. throughout this last 40 games that maybe we didn't see the first 18. So if it continues this way, I think fans can stay on board the, the giving up and having no chance. That's no fun. And it's difficult to stay yeah. involved and engaged with a team like that. It's much easier when you're doing it this way. And, and everybody gets what the plan is, but you still, okay, we're competitive. You know, we might have a chance. We might have a chance. Do you have a chance tomorrow? Yeah, we might. So I think that's what keeps fans engaged and keeps them coming back and keeps them involved with your team. So it's, it is good to see that the franchise is keeping this close. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, we said before in, in the comments to to see those individual efforts, Kraus, Keller, those are players that are going to be part of this Coyote's future. To, to, so to see how they're progressing and players like Galchenyuk to see, you know, that's just a good human story. Sorry of Wedgwood is a good story. So finding the ways to, you know, make it through all 82 games without being entirely miserable. And let's, on that note, pull up the punch card to see where we are. We are making headway. Oh, oh look at that one. Before the All-Star look, break, we, we get a whole row. We, oh, look at that. It's That's very even. Fantastic. Look at those 11 yellow yellows. Those wins. Woo. 11 wins. The, the did, Colorado almost had 11 in a row, tonight, but they didn't. All the way from the Canadians. And Leah talked about some personal and individual things. You see on Twitter now, Dylan Gunther is having a really good season and putting the puck in the net. You saw Josh Doan get to the other night. So the Coyote prospects, they're there. The future is there. Like you can start to see it and visualize it and go, maybe, maybe. I think Dylan Gunther is second in the WHL in points per game now. He's really on the wow. terrace. That's a really good sign. Wow. Yeah, it is you good. See, and that's It's all about hope. It is. It's about hope. That's what <laughs> tank season's all about. So these are hope, great things. Hope that the arena is going to work out. Hope that <laughs> the Coyotes are going to turn around in a few years and we can all sleep well at night. <laughs> um, if you're not following us on Twitter, please do so at PHNX underscore Coyotes. If you, wherever you get your podcasts, please like, review, subscribe, um, comment, Subscribe to the YouTube channel, PageNX Sports. Like I mentioned earlier, tons of awesome stuff happening this week, so you don't want to miss any of it. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss it. Um, we'll be back here live tomorrow night after the Coyotes-Flames game. We will be releasing an audio episode on Thursday, do a live show with Craig in Vegas on Saturday. So just tons of stuff coming for you this week, including Craig's stories on gophnx.com. And uh, everyone, enjoy this. Take your 24 hours to enjoy the win. And we'll be back here tomorrow night. Until then, have a good night, everyone.